0: Greetings, Earthlings! It is the Pass-Forward Podcast, Part 3, Turtles in Time.
1: We have a trilogy now. (laughs) Uh, Yes, we do. Trio.
0: Uh, With me, as always, are Colin Armin. Hello, hello. And Wes Allen. Greetings and salutations. Um... Thanks for sticking with us. Yes. This is the third episode. If you haven't heard the other two, they're up right now. Go back and listen to them. You can it, li- listen to them in non-consecutive order if you want to, or uh, you might be kind of confused, but maybe. Yeah, they're in full Technicolor audio.
1: This is like our return of the Jedi for our episodes, just really, yeah. without the Ewoks, of course.
2: hopefully. course. Yeah,
1: can we do some prequels before this?
0: Um, well, for let's actors? not get ahead of okay, ourselves. Okay.
2: Um, let's not get behind ourselves.
0: So uh, we do have some sort of Ewok here. We have a guest. Uh, named Chris Ames, howdy, our friend and coworker. Yes. Um, Chris was born before us, so we felt that we could have a little bit of diversity. We know a little bit of late '80s, and that's mainly just based off of memories. Like the, I know for me, the late '80s movies that I lo- know and love, such as Back to the Future. I didn't watch in the theater; I just grew up with a the mm-hmm. VHS. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. There are some '80s things that I'm sure Chris knows a lot better than we do, and he could speak in maybe even early uh, late '70s. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah I am right. yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> what year were you born to start I off? I
3: was born in 1974. And so um, to the. One. I was born into a military family. Um, I spent a lot of my childhood years um, just kind of uh, woven against the backdrop of U.S. air bases um, across the United States and Europe. So I have like a really fragmented view sometimes of American pop culture. Hmm. But um, some of it I feel like I might hold a little more dear because I wasn't even in America when I you know,
0: fell in love with these very American iconic things. Oh, that's interesting. Right. I didn't know that. So give the timeline. So you weren't in America, but then you were in America.
3: Yeah. Um, in the mid to late 80s is when I spent um, four years in the United Kingdom. Um, I lived in Alaska, Florida, Maine, so oh. I wasn't entirely southern, I wasn't entirely northern, mm. I wasn't entirely western or whatever. So it's so none of us except you. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, I'm friends to everyone yeah.
0: is what oh. happened. Oh, so. oh. gotcha. You're,
2: you're all of our allies. Yes. That's perfect.
0: So then, um, just growing up in that time, like, what, were your, what, are, what are your like, earliest memories? Of, like, what, uh, were you obsessed with uh, more the TV realm, the movie realm, or toys? Like, what, what was the genre that you were most uh, connected to? Yeah, well, toys go with you. So uh,
3: movies and television shows, we didn't get American television shows in United Kingdom except... Um, when this care package from home would show up with just VHS tapes filled with um, Muppet Babies episodes, oh, for amazing. example. <laughs> so um, we would just sit there. My brother and sister and I would just get drunk on things like Muppet Babies and <laughs> yes. um, just all, th- all those classics, the Smurfs yeah. <laughs> nice. and those things. But, um, but, yeah, so I would say toys definitely because they traveled with you from place to place. So what was
0: your favorite toy, if you could put your um,
3: finger on it? Uh, Definitely uh, Star Wars and Transformers were the two top for me. Nice. That's
2: age appropriate. So did
0: you you have the Star Wars toys before you saw the movies or was it – Oh, no, no. Saw the movies first. Um, My earliest movie memory is actually
3: Return of the Jedi. Um, And it was – we were back on stateside at the time and um, these older kids were going to see Return of the Jedi and my parents were – very loose with like security back then they were just like why don't you just follow these kids off and so we left and i came back later it changed man really (laughs) yeah
1: did you see that one first or did you see the others first i know i saw them
3: yeah i saw them all in order but that was my like i remember the anticipation building i remember you know the euphoric feeling of my parents are going to let me go to the movies with the big kids Mm. and then i remember like after that, it was just you know euphoria. So, <laughs> so um, in favor of the Ewoks, then? No, oh yeah, it, at the time, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were they were great.
0: It's funny. I never ever claimed to be a Star Wars nerd, but every person I've been like close friends with has been a Star Wars nerd. So it's like I fake I'm a fake Star Wars nerd. Mm. Like I know fringe level stuff and know a good bit about it nerd. more than the average <laughs> person. But then you start going into the deep like, controversial things. Like, I didn't know about the Han shot first thing until re- pretty recently. Um, I know, right? So, Where do, you, just use, where do you side on that? <laughs> Han kicked hit, can we bleep her? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Is this a family show? What's
0: the That's right That's a day? family show. Okay. But so I mean it's I mean is there a debate though I mean he did shoot first he clearly shot first he? yeah he shot yeah. first the first time I watched yeah. it yeah yeah I mean I so my first you were looking for it my <laughs> first foray into all three movies I remember I had seen the the first one on VHS young but my parents never really they didn't force me to watch it or even give me the opportunity but they loved it when they when it came out they were teenagers they were prime age and uh, they saw it in the theater like nine times. And they just never passed that down to us for some reason. <laughs> so my first, like, real, like, first time I saw all three movies in full was when they re-released them into theaters, which mm. I know a lot of purists uh, did not uh, approve of a lot of the changes that were made in the re-release. Mm-hmm. But I did enjoy them, even yeah. though I was, like, middle school and late middle school, I think. Yeah.
2: So what's your take on the new one coming out? Oh, I mean, one? I'm going to go
0: see it. Yeah. I'm not, like, super pumped about it. You're not going to dress I mean, out or anything? Chris, what about you? I mean, how do you feel uh, like, I weep openly
3: when I watch the <laughs> teaser trailers. Yeah. I don't, how do okay. I? I just want to frame this so close to how that. I feel about it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty,
0: pretty close. <laughs> so, I mean, what were some other obsessions that you had just as you got older? Um, I think computers, definitely, which, I, mm-hmm.
3: you know, Lended kind of, like, helped me develop a career um, yeah. around that. My first computer was a TRS-80 uh, color computer from Radio Shack. <laughs> and um,
1: What year was got that?
2: Rest Radio Shack soul. Early 80s.
3: Yes. Early 80s. I think I might have been eight years old at the time. Um, this is before computers had disk drives. This is before they had hard drives. They didn't have any drives. It was just you turn it on, and you had a command prompt staring at you. And so I remember very distinctly... Um, if I wanted to play a game, I'd have to write the program first. I'd have to code the game hmm. first, and then I would play the game. There's one game I played called Lemonade Stand that I'd written, oh and um, the uh, uh, then I would leave the room to like use the restroom or something. And my mom would come in, and she would you know want to vacuum the floor. And so what would she do? She would just unplug this oh. game that I'd spent like two days coding, and I got to play three times. Oh so, man,
0: hard. Well, you didn't have any like memory cards or anything. No. Like? No so how, cards, no tape. How were did he, you
2: teach yourself to code at the time? Like, what were your magazines. resources?
3: Magazines. Yeah, they had. There's a Run magazine. There were Commodore magazines. There were Basic magazines. Gotcha.
1: Were you obsessed with war games? Uh, the movie War yeah, Games yeah. with Matthew Broderick. Mm,
3: yeah, um, definitely. Who wasn't obsessed with war games? <laughs> but yeah, so that was. Computers, um, you know, a VIC-20, Commodore 64, Commodore 128. You know, that's kind of my, like, history, yeah. my lineage, my technical lineage. digital lineage. Um, right up into the the Packard Bell and um, of the 90s, so that you know, was more like a, tri- a traditional IBM compatible. Um, which, you know, back then, you know, it was uh, – we didn't have the internet, you know, naturally. But we <laughs> did have. I know, right? We had um, bulletin board systems, mm-hmm. which simulated kind of um, – an internet like experience. Yeah. I don't know how to... <laughs> In a certain way. Yeah. yeah. You could leave a digital message in a place and somebody else could retrieve the digital, me- digital a- and message. Somebody basically. else can curse you out and say yes. that they're going to kick your butt. Yeah. Right. And that's how it works. It's yeah. completely anonymous that's how it works now, right? Message boards. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Except back then you knew exactly which five other people in town were actually posting to oh, the bulletin okay, board. So it wasn't yeah. exactly
0: <laughs> like the internet today. Mm. So, yeah. That's so, funny. I mean, you said it turned into a career for you. We haven't gone over. What, what do you do as a career? Just right. So everybody knows. Right
3: now, I lead um, a digital team um, responsible for basically websites and mobile apps and that sort of thing. So it's think of it like a like a small startup slash software development kind of team.
1: Did we mention that we all work together? We all, yes, Chris I works, said works, he was or our or Okay, just want to make sure uh, to clarify yeah. that. Cut that
3: out, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, <sorry. laughs> you guys leave that in, right? You no, think- we're leaving this entire thing in. Okay. Oh, yeah. um, it's all staying. One
1: thing that I was interested in, you, Chris, is that you have three kids, right? Yes. Now, how does that kind of relate to things that you were into growing up? That y- I always have this fantasy when I have kids that I'm, we're going to all watch Ninja Turtles together and like all this <laughs> fantasy of that kind of stuff. Are there certain things that your kids have kind of adapted that you love, and what are totally. some things that they have completely resisted?
3: Okay, so um, probably the biggest win for me is I have a hard time um, beating my 10-year-old at Mario Kart. <laughs> so, you know, she's... And and she is the reigning champion in our neighborhood. There's not a boy on the block that wow. can beat her. Wow. So that's, that's, that's no a joke. particular point of pride for me. Nice. As it should be. Um, so all the Mario and the Wii, you know, that kind of thing, they've totally embraced. And Minecraft played a huge part in that. You know, naturally, I can't take all the credit. Um, <laughs> but... Um, but I'll say kind of a failure there, like something they rejected was, I think I pulled the trigger too early um, on showing my uh, my two daughters um, Star Wars. Hmm. And so we watched Star Wars, and they hung with it pretty good. And at the time, I think Sydney was eight and Savannah was uh, six years old. Um, and uh, But we got into The Empire Strikes Back, and like – A dramatic scene unfolded like right before me where um, I guess Darth Vader had this moment where he, uh, spoiler alert, uh, (laughs) chopped off Luke Skywalker's arm and said and kind of announced in the moment, as you know, like, I'm your father. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, the older daughter left the room because she was so distraught over what had just happened.
0: Oh, that's amazing.
3: And then the, my younger daughter, six years old, just sat on the couch and tears just started pouring down <laughs> her eyes. And she couldn't peel herself away, but she also didn't like what she was seeing. Wow. And so uh, she turned to me and made eye contact and she goes – He's a really bad dad. <laughs> <laughs> like, hang with it. You know. Oh I didn't God. want to give anything away. But, um, but uh,
0: to this day, um, my older daughter has not watched the rest of The Empire Strikes wow. Back, that's nor has she
3: watched Return of the judge. I mean,
0: that's a great story, though. I, didn't even, I never even thought of that because uh, for me growing up, I knew you know, I am your father. Yeah. That was a quote. I knew where it was from. So it was never a surprise once I finally saw Empire Strikes Back. Right. And it just didn't occur to me. that It's like, oh, wait, like, kids – they they are experiencing it for the first time if you you know if they haven't if you catch them early enough I guess yes and that's kind of cool being able to watch that I assume I mean obviously you don't want your kids well, to cry uh, but that's a lot of expensive therapy since then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now they're you know going to assume that you're going to turn to the dark side and cut their hand off <laughs> but um, yeah <laughs> it's kind of worth it no, I'm just kidding that's, fantastic. Uh, that's yeah that's super fascinating so do you see any are you, are you one of those people that kind of subscribes to, okay, kids are so digital now, video games, iPhones, iPads, Internet, all that stuff that they are missing out from the more analog joys of life that you grew up with? No, definitely not. Um, but I think as
3: parents, you have to be intentional about it. And so we'll have, like, media-free days. We'll um, take away the games. You know, one of the <laughs> – it's not really an idle threat, but one of the threats for, like, punishment even in our house is, like, I will take all the controllers to work with me. You know, because <laughs> wow. it's easy, you can grab, I know, <laughs> yeah. like, meltdown, complete meltdowns, but sometimes that's necessary. And mm. it takes it takes all of 15 minutes for them to be playing with Lincoln Logs or mm. playing Barbies or um, even like running outside to play, in, you know, out in the front yard. And so um, I think, yes, there are more distractions than ever, but it just means that your job as a parent is to do what it always was, which is be active, be involved, mm. you know, be, you know. Do your job. So,
2: yeah, Yeah. I think that's one thing that I really do take from like my growing up pre internet scenario is really feeling like I have the ability to find entertainment within my own mind rather than being dependent on screens and external stimuli, whatever you want to put that word there. Is I have the ability to like sit with Lincoln Logs and make up a story still. Whereas I feel like so many kids are so just bored out of their mind, like, what do I want to do with that big chunk of wood? It's a whole box full of it. What am I going to do with that? Like, where's the start button? And I think that's such a funny thing to think about. Like, there's some kids that may not experience that if they don't have parents that are deliberately pushing them into a way of not having the iPad be their babysitter. And and,
0: and that's what it takes, right? Because it's easy to stick an iPad in front of a child and they'll be quiet. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, our cars, our vans come with these drop-down screens where you can put on whatever we want to and they'll shut up in the back seat for a while. And it's easy. When you're a parent, I mean, I've experienced it just with my nieces and nephews. They can get so unruly. You know, as soon as you drop that TV down, they're, they're quiet and they're good. So uh, uh, Calm and,
3: as Hindu cows, right? Yeah, there <laughs> you go. That's good.
0: Um, but anyway, we can have that debate forever. That is not what this co- podcast is about. <laughs> I want to bring it back to um, video games. Uh, I, surely you played video games oh, and yeah. were obsessed with some of them. What were some of your favorites growing up? Oh, this one, um, well, definitely Mario, everything Nintendo, yes. uh, Tetris, for sure.
3: Um, I was always more of a fan of Mega Man than things like Metroid, mm-hmm. for talking Nintendo games. Um, definitely, um, it, I mean, my, first of all, my video game, literally, experience started with Pong and uh, Atari. So um, all the way up through Um, the fun thing about Atari was it wasn't mine; it was my dad's, (laughs) (laughs) and so he like I wasn't allowed to touch it without his permission. I couldn't change the cartridges in case you know lest I break it. Right, Um, but uh, so fragile
0: cartridges.
2: A lot of tines.
3: So combat on Atari was good. but uh, but then and asteroids was was definitely fun. Mm-hmm. But um, getting into Nintendo, I was it was always about Mario. It was always about Mario Brothers Three, which is getting closer
0: into the nineties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm.
3: But um, but so yeah. How how that.
0: old were you in this time? Like for, say the Atari and your dad's Atari. Um, that is, oh gosh, that had to have been like
3: um, seven, eight, maybe yeah. something like that. Um, but by the time I was sixteen, I was like you know the Super Nintendo was coming out. So, I was saving up for that. Um, mm-hmm. my, the first job I got was because um, Santa Claus had mm. brought my younger brother, a Nintendo for Christmas. Mm. And I just wasn't having it. I was not sharing <laughs> that thing. You know, I think in Santa's mind, because I had a conversation with um, him years later, like yeah. um, uh, Santa tried this thing one year where it, he, Santa gave, you know, me the thing my sister wanted and my sister the thing my brother wanted and my brother the thing I wanted. Mm. Oh, and wow. train wreck city. Mm. I mean, just train wreck city. That's wild. Except. Within a month, I had a job, and I was earning money. And two months later, I was walking into the store, the base exchange on the Air Force base, to buy my own Nintendo. Yes. And so, to my knowledge, uh, we may have been the first two Nintendo households <laughs> on planet Earth Wow. Uh, because of this. Yeah, could have been.
2: Did you ever have an television?
0: I did not, uh, no.
2: The competitor to the Atari at a certain time? That's what I had. I never had an Atari, but I had an really? Intellivision. Really?
0: Yeah. yeah my, my earliest video game memory was... It might have just been my dad's. I never thought of who, whose it was, but I do remember having an Atari and seeing my brother play it, you know, and we had pa- Pac-Man. I think we had Asteroids, uh, Galaga, or something like that, and I never played it because I can only... I think I do remember playing Cubert, but I'm not sure if that was on Atari or if that was Nintendo. I think it's my earliest video game memory. Um but I would always last for five minutes because I didn't know how to do any game because I was too young. <laughs> See,
3: these days, it's it's different because, like, my son's been playing Minecraft since he was four yeah. on Xbox. And, like, four, like, he could barely wield the controller. But because it's an open world, because yeah. it's not, like, bad guys and you die and then it's game over and you got to go through the whole startup sequence again, um, it's different. It's more immersive, obviously, but he's just so natural and comfortable with the controller in his hand. Hmm. But I also feel like... Um, my children are not as addicted to video games as I was. I feel like there's so, such a diverse offering of there's YouTube and there's, you know, audio and there's, you know, Xbox and iPad and everything that there's they're so diverse that they don't get addicted to one thing. I feel like I kind of just overdosed back
0: in my day. I only had one thing to be addicted <laughs> to <laughs> Until the Game Boy. And then there were two things. Yeah, I uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man, I had an I had an original Game Boy that I, I in eighth grade. It was old. Um, but in eighth grade, I traded it to somebody for a Super Nintendo wow. and like three wow. games, which at the wow. time it was like a great That's deal. a big trade. <laughs> yeah. And it was like my crappy old Game Boy. Actually, it was my brother's, I think, to begin with. But I, I took it on as my own because he didn't play with it anymore. So at that and then I, I was like, sweet. Super Nintendo. He gave me Zelda. He gave me I think it had Mario Kart and then like Mario World. And so I was like, yeah, this is a great trade, but I wish I didn't make the trade now because it's like vintage Mm -hmm. and it was a huge brick.
2: Yeah, I remember when, like, even handheld games came out. Like, it was all, like, the little teeny games oh, that you could tiger play. the Yeah, the oh, little, yeah. the little cheap ones? Because those were, like, basically today's Rage games is all they really were. <laughs> yeah. like, they were just, like, you could only do, like, maybe nine actual functions, but it was yeah. just how fast can you do them or how well repetitively can you do them or how can you keep your attention there long enough to actually win said game.
1: Like, and it was just, like, one scene, and it would have, like, a black-and-white figure just moving yeah. from right to left kind of a thing. I would always bust those screens every single time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, and the notion now and we're so used to it but I remember being so blown away when the internet first started up and hearing uh, in Cable Guy when he's making that that speech about you can play Mortal Kombat with somebody in Japan from miles Mm -hmm. away, (laughs) internet super highway. Uh, I was like, what? Is that, is that real? Is that going to happen? Will I be able to play video games to somebody across the world? From and like, the guy. <laughs> I know. Sweet reference, bro. <laughs>
1: well, that's an underrated movie right there. Yeah. I love that
0: movie. But it's just, you know, I mean, you can talk for days about the Internet what it revolutionized. But, I mean, gaming, just like it's so standard to play Halo online or Call of Duty or whatever it is from, you know, with 13-year-olds halfway across the world that are cursing you out over the microphone. We're so used to that now, and before it was, it was mind-blowing. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, well, speaking of the Internet, um, that brings us to our main topic today. We have a web developer. He knows a lot about the Internet, especially in its early stages. And we grew up in a time when... We remember life before the internet, and then we the internet came into our lives and changed it. So I think we can have some interesting perspectives here. Um, so I don't know. The internet, uh, do we have to go into history? Al Gore invented it sometime in the 90s, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so thankful uh, for that. <laughs> Hashtag thanks, Al. <laughs> Chris, I'd, li- I'd like to hear – I mean, so you, you you spoke a little bit. Before about, you know, the, the whole message board thing and how that was kind of the early stages of it. But.
3: So, yeah, sometime around high school, um, I became aware that not only were there bulletin boards in my town, which is um, – this was a town. This is Valdosta, Georgia. Mm. It's down there near Florida. Mm. Um, that there was not, not only bulletin boards, um, but there was this internet and that you could actually um, – if you knew the right phone number and you had a modem – on your um, Sears and Roebuck, you know, Packard Bell, standard issue, PC-compatible computer. Um, you could dial up all 2,400 bauds of your modem. Mm. And uh, those aren't actual things, <laughs> by the way, in case you're wondering. <laughs> um, you, could, uh, you could connect to the university's bank of eight modems and Mm -hmm. so if you you pull the slot you know and you you know try your luck when you call the number there may be one of the eight places open in the the early years there really was like so like 92 93 i could call my local university and connect and then get on the internet the world wide web and um not using aol or prodigy or any of those things back then it was um it was just like straight open internet Um, I think I I contacted a couple university websites like probably Dartmouth because I had a relative who lived at Dartmouth um, and, and worked there, um, but there wasn't a whole lot to see like there just wasn't. Um, then, you know, flash forward to my later years in college in the same town in, in Valdosta, South Georgia. Um, I remember um, this, um, this kid I knew, he was a couple years younger than me, had talked to a local business owner and they decided somehow he had gotten this guy to invest in the first, um, the first internet service provider. For South Georgia, mm-hmm. and so um, I, uh, he hired a bunch of people. I jumped on the train as a tech support person for this thing. I knew nothing about practically, um, and uh, and it and it went big. Like it down there, it went big. This was before you know Earthlink and before all the other dial up you know mm-hmm. options. And um, just working there after class and stuff, just hanging out, you know, taking phone calls and answering questions about the internet. And we would have people walk in off the street, like literally walk in and say, "Hey." I heard y'all have the internet. <laughs> can I see it? <laughs> and you'd be like, They'll "Sure, let me, me give you a tour of the entire internet here. It's on my computer." And then they'd ask you to save it to a disk, and you're like, "Sir, it doesn't work that way." And um, can I print
1: it off? <laughs> <laughs> can I print it?
3: Um, give it out to them their uh, dot matrix. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, just watching it. Like I remember building websites for companies. And they would pay money to have us build websites for them because, you know, the owner was on the Internet. But I don't think they realized that nobody else really was. And so they would get no hits. Like you would put a little hit counter on there and it would just never go up. And hit I'm like, counters, huh? thanks for the 200 bucks, bro. Um, <laughs> the, uh, but when, when I built my first um, web page in college, it was um, – I remember very distinctly every time I wanted somebody to view the web page, I'd have to call and ask them. So it wasn't like people were just finding my beautiful website. It was, it was, hey, uh, Aunt Julie, uh, how are you doing today? Yeah, um, yeah. I put a new picture on my web page, and then she would, you know, visit. the next it. day she would go and she would, you know, look, and then the next night Check she it would out, call the guest Yeah, right. that, that, that didn't no, that no, 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 guestbooks. Okay. no, none of that. I'm not there yet. That's Great. later. Go. Yeah. No, <laughs> all the, the the web rings and all that other stuff is yes. much later. So, but yeah, but it was, it has been. Really interesting just to see how widely adopted it is, obviously, how it's changed the course of history, oh, yeah. you know, in so many ways, you know, WikiLeaks and all these other things. Ashley Madison, right? Mm-hmm. It's changing the course of history. Yes. Um, but I can say that back then, I don't know that anybody, even people starting Internet service providers, I don't think they realized the magnitude of the revolution that they were like kind of ushering in themselves with, by, by the nature of their work.
0: Which, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. but, I mean, we, we sit here now, it's like, how did they not know? Like, you're connecting so many people that – or it's the beginning of the connection of so many people, like the potential that it has. Yeah. But uh, – There you was say nothing to
2: compare
3: it to beforehand. Like, the
0: that, idea that, of yeah. being connected Yeah, there was no way. way
1: that they could prepare for that impact. There's no right.
3: way. Now, when I think of um, – you know, for you guys in the room, I know you're like 10 years younger than me, most of you, um, or more. Um, but could you have anticipated the difference between like T9 texting and what you do on your phone today? <laughs> oh okay. oh my gosh! You know, like yeah. that's the that's really the breadth of the difference
0: between what's what's going on. I so. mean, even even in high school, to me. Uh, Playing a game with a friend was get, downloading a game on our calculator, on our TI-85 or whatever it is, and then like passing it off or having that link cable. Like mm-hmm. that was, I I was so excited when I have one of those things because we can play the same game at the same time. Baseball 2000 on mm-hmm. Game Boy. Anybody? Oh, yeah. Anybody? <laughs> Baseball 2000. It's
3: like no, going around a maze. It's basically the uh, predecessor to Doom, I think. Oh, okay. Like mm-hmm. it was the same concept. Ooh. You're going through a maze, you're first person, um, but you're... You kind of look like Pac-Man, so that was kind of weird. But <laughs> other than that, yeah. but it was a game
0: link with a Game Boys, Game Boy. Yeah. So my my first experience with the internet is when AOL became a thing, you know, and they would. I remember seeing the commercials. Were like, "Oh, get this disc. You know, it's 15 minutes for free. You can go online for 15 minutes, and then we'll mm-hmm. start char- charging you, yeah. a- and T- forever, exorbitant <laughs> amount of money. Yeah, <laughs> and still being charged
3: today. Yep. From now on, yeah, a lot of people.
0: Uh, and then I just remember like trying to st- like every time I got one, I would like hoard it, you know, because it's more minutes. So many minutes uh, on AOL, and uh, just uh, the dial-up modem, having to log on and sitting back. Like that's what I, that's my first – and like my introduction into the internet. So I I didn't have anything before that. Did you guys have anything before that or was it?
1: No, I had nothing. Like my our computer is basically like a glorified solitary machine.
3: Yeah. And,
1: <laughs> and I I you could
3: but, have bought a, you could have bought literally a pack of cards I know. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and the achieved the thing. same result. Like
1: we had we had like CD-ROM <laughs> and all that stuff, but it's just like we just didn't really use it for much. So, yeah. It's so
0: convenient. They don't include the jokers, uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it does like a really like mountainy like. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: it's so beautiful when you mm-hmm. finally win the game. So it just keeps
1: going and going.
0: <laughs> um, going back to the the dial up modem, I like it's it's so funny too because now when I click on a link and it doesn't load within two point five seconds, I start clicking it over and over again, oh, yeah. and just thinking of. You know, signing online, you had to make sure all the phones were hung up and no one was planning on making any calls that day, clicking sign on, and then waiting for that glorious fax machine-esque sound coming over the speakers. And we, I don't know, it probably took a minute to, to sign on. Oh, totally. Um, and back then it was just like, all right, you know, right, I'll click this, I'll go get a drink or something, come back, sit down, and leisurely go about, click a link. Take a sip of my drink. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, it's finally fully open. And, and, but it was never, like, enraging how long it took. But if we went back, oh, yeah. these, it would just be infuriating no, how I, long things loaded.
3: I've read a lot of articles on this because uh, part of my industry is just knowing, like, what are the expectations users have of, like, page load times for websites. Yeah. And um, the consensus today is literally if it takes longer than it takes you to blink your eyes. <laughs> like, that's how many milliseconds wow. – our patience lasts Jeez. in today's culture. Well, so,
0: Internet's getting even faster. You know, Google, Google Fiber and just like it's just, yeah. you know, it's it's getting faster and faster. And, uh, of course, our attention spans are getting smaller. It's <laughs> going to space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give it a minute. <laughs> so, I mean, everybody had AIM, right? AIM oh, yes. or AOL. I actually still use AIM, which is pretty funny. Ah, that's crazy. <laughs> so can you guys remember what was your first AIM or AOL screen, screen name?
1: Pocanacha punks thirty two. It was a. <laughs> well, can to- you spell that? What is that? Well, it's a it's an MXPX
0: reference. Oh, okay. <laughs> so
1: yeah, I was so punk rock when I was thirteen. So punk rock. Uh,
2: yeah, mine is the same one I've had all along. Yeah, believe it or not, and it was wow. uh, Colinito, which is little Colin, which is right. And my <laughs> so my grandma would call me, and some of my like my Spanish teachers called me that, and I just had it forever. I still have
0: it, which is funny because you're six four. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> And probably was that.
0: So I was a nerdy pastor's kid. So my very first screen name was God Rules with a Z, mm. the number three, because that was my favorite number. <laughs> it's God's so, favorite number. Mm. I, and that was like capital G, little O, capital D, capital R, little oh, U, you it, yeah. capital L, <laughs> letter Z, three. And then th- then it changed into uh, Chipper fan 85 because uh, I'm a Braves uh, fan, yeah. Chipper Jones. Yeah. However, when I went to the chat rooms, people would private message me and start hitting on me. And they'd say, oh, ASL, and I would say, oh, 13M. <laughs> Florida, they would be like, "Oh, I thought you were a chick." Like, no, Chipper Jones. He's a baseball player, but Chipper fan sounds so so feminine, but they thought I was a chick, so. So that uh, so that happens to me in real life, which is a little bit different. But um, <laughs> the uh,
3: I don't actually remember mine. It was that long ago. I've had yeah. so many over the years. I can I cannot remember what it was. But I will say it was probably ICQ and yes. not,
0: no ICQ, uh, yeah, not AIM. So I mean, you had a number and not a screen right. right? Yeah.
3: yeah. What which was is,
2: my ICQ? I forget my. I don't remember my number. I feel like I went by cryptics for a long time because I used that like K R Y P T I X. Because that's what I was using when I was doing like a lot of online gaming, and that's how you communicated all that stuff was through ICQ, which is funny.
0: So this is the right. time before Facebook, before social media, yeah. and this was our only way of communicating over the internet besides email yeah. and Yahoo chat rooms. <laughs> and so, like, it was a big deal if like a girl I liked, you know, at, like added me as her on her friend list or something like that. Or I would always add them; they would never add me. Actually, was, yeah. I just it was always a huge decision trying to. Um, had them as one of my buddies, mm. and then finally IMing them and asking them out through IM. They accepted. Um, which never went well. But I did frequent the chat rooms in AOL. Did you guys mm. ever do that?
1: Yeah. And they had, like, subjects, you know? So yeah. Like,
0: yeah. And, like, it was before all the creeps took over and uh, at least like to, Before-ish. Before-ish. <laughs> <Purport-ish>. Before-ish. I mean <laughs> – Maybe it was – were there. Maybe it was because I was <laughs> – <laughs> maybe it was because I was 13, but I mean, I felt like people were a lot more trustworthy in who they said they were in these chat rooms, but maybe not. I don't oh, how nice. They say must that, send me a photo. <laughs> now that I'm saying that out loud, how ridiculous does that sound? Right? They had you. Yeah, I mean, chat rooms, but see now if you go to a chat room, I mean, I, I haven't been to a chat room probably in at least five years, but I mean, I remember going to one a long time after not being in a chat room before, and it was just Porn link, porn link, porn link, porn link, um, and no one actually chatting. And back then, it was like people were actually discussing. Like, you no, know, it's the Ninja Turtles chat room. Let's talk about all of our favorite Ninja Turtles. Um, See,
1: I was not allowed to be in chat rooms at all. Like, yeah. n- n- doesn't matter what the that subject was. Probably was. smart
0: by your parents yeah. because I was into in some shady chat rooms without yeah. knowing it. So, yeah.
2: I used to a lot of IRC chat rooms. That was where I like had. A field day. I learned a lot of vivid things about life in IRC chat rooms. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was just a crazy place. Where a lot of like gamers got together, and you know, people that hacked Tomfoolery things. And it's like where I first heard of MP3s. I'm like, any music I can dream of, I can just type and search for it and find it, and someone will give it to me off their computer. Yeah. It was, like, well, backing it up, was like eye-opening. Wh-
1: like Corey, like how did your family like? Uh, be like we're gonna get the internet now like what was the turn there like Um, what what made you get the internet
0: i think just there was a, a point where aol became affordable and i don't remember when i know that my dad got the internet at his office which was at the church that he worked at which was across the street from our house so every time i wanted to go online i would go to my dad's work computer at the church and go online then and then at some point we got it at our house but it was just I mean, it was a glorious day when it happened. I remember coming home from school, and we all of a sudden had AOL and the internet. Yeah, I I spent so much time on there, and it probably ruined
3: a lot of my childhood. Well, see, it was an easy sell for my family. Being a military family, like, communication is... Like, has always been unachievable, right? Mm -hmm. You get deployed somewhere, you go to some military base in some remote part of the world, and, you know, sending letters back home was your only means of communication. Um, But I remember um, when I went to college, that's when my parents got internet because they realized wait, we can actually communicate like regularly you know, with my son who's in college. And Mm -hmm. they actually were um, got stationed in South Korea at the time. And so in the summers, I would go back home, quote-unquote home, which was wherever they lived. And so um, I would travel back to South Korea to stay home. And then I would talk to my girlfriend over – we would actually connect via, um, like, the the servers at the college and using an an app, say, an app, a program called YChat, which you would talk over command line. Mm -hmm. So – if you can imagine, like literally entering the Matrix, it was not far off from that. It was, it was Command. just like ASCII. It was, it was imagine your your best chat window, but all drawn with ASCII characters, and you get to talk. Like chatting with terminal. Totally, it was chatting with terminal. It's exactly what it is, man. But that's old. do And age. Now we have Slack.
1: But my and family now we have Slack and HipChat and yes. all, and
3: Web and uh, WeChat and yep. all those.
1: My family's situation was such a fiasco because, like, we are we had a computer, but like I said, we didn't really use it for much, so. We, I would get the, the AOL CDs and, like, I didn't know what to do with it, but, like, use those frisbee, frisbees. Or every girl that I know used those CDs to, like, hang on their walls as, like, decoration. Like, I'm such yeah. a music fan. I hang up <laughs> AOL I CDs. my <laughs> But, yeah, so, like, I finally popped one of those CDs in and, and, it's – I sat there for hours for it to load and everything, mm-hmm. but my computer was not powerful enough to run AOL. So we had to get – my parents had to call our computer guy. I feel like every family had like a computer guy. You probably didn't, Chris. You probably would. <laughs> I was the computer you were guy. the computer guy. Yeah. But, like, finally, I came from home from school one day, and the guy had come and fixed up our computer and put AOL on there. And my mom was, like, telling me all about it. Like, oh, when you sign on AOL, the little yellow guy runs across the screen to, to, to,
0: to <laughs> fetch your point.
1: internet. And, uh, you, you know, you heard the wonderful screeching noises and all that stuff. And, yeah.
3: Uh, and everything was right with the world until your little brother or your little sister pick up oh. the phone in the yeah. kitchen to, like, call somebody. And it's you're like, no! Yeah, or the transparent
2: phone in your room. See, my
1: parents, my, <laughs> yes. my parents knew right off the bat, like, we need to get two separate phone lines for this. Because oh, this is yeah. going to tie up way too That was too for much. the rich
0: people, man. We could not have yeah. two phone lines. We did was, not. Woo! You guys yeah. were high, high rolling, those Can't two phone, phone lines. Yeah, I
2: think we eventually did get the extra two phone lines thing. And then once, you know, we had DSL or cable... We had that extra phone line for no reason for a very long time. Like, we just sat there and they paid on the bill because it was too much trouble to close it.
0: But. So did any of y'all get, tru- get in trouble on the internet? I mean, something you can say on, in public, uh, like, <laughs> from your parents. <laughs> like, and I'll give you an example. Um, I one time got our accounts just completely banned from AOL. <laughs> um, wow. So Naturally, the pastor's kid. Get- Do you guys, mm. okay, so this is, you know, again, in the chat room era. Do you remember punters? Uh- uh-uh. no. so and this might have just been an AOL thing. I, I don't really know myself. It wasn't as you know uh, smart when it came to the computers, but there was a, a thing you could download called a punter. And if you go into this chat room, you basically would have god power in this chat room. You could uh, kick people out of the chat room even though you're not like a mod or you know whatever they call oh, them. Oh, I think um, I remember
1: things like um, that.
0: And that's what it was called. It was punt, uh, called a punter. You could punt them out. But you could also do other random things like change your font into like rainbow colors or you know uh, change the f- actual font of it to Comic Sans or whatever it was. <laughs> uh, and it, you wouldn't be able to do that normally in an AOL chat room. And so – I usually just did them in the kind of the just standard AOL chat rooms that they offered, but the, you could go through AOL into like the Nickelodeon webpage that they have specifically for AOL and they would have their own chat room. But they were heavily modded and like they were, very, you know, they knew that chat rooms could get out of hand, so they had to have people there kicking people out if, you know, some creep got in there and started hitting on kids. So, um, Name Corey. I got into this I got into this chat room and I just didn't know. I and what happened when you when you when you booted the punter up, it would show up in the chat room on the chat log like um you know, God rules three just uh, loaded <laughs> such and such punter and it would show up in the chat room. So like everybody would know that I had just loaded a punter. Uh-huh. Uh, I did that and immediately I got a, a mod saying, shut that off right now or we'll, we'll kick you out. And I was like, oh okay, sorry. I turned it off. When you turn it off, it does another, like, God rules three, just turned off his punter. Uh, and when that did Attack. that. <laughs> as soon as I as soon as soon I turned it off, I hear, goodbye, and Aww. everything just went away. And I was like, what the heck? And I thought he just booted me off. And I was like the jerk. I, I followed his orders. Like, I did what I, he told me to. So I tried to sign on, and it said, it, it, it said our account was um, deactivated. Oh, holy cow. And my heart That's dropped, funny. and I freaked out. And I tried to think of every excuse in the world to tell my parents what just happened. And they were at work at the time, and I just, like, I was like, there's no way around this. I've got to tell them what happened. So, and, and it was completely innocent, too. Like, I, this is legitimate, like, 100% true. I just didn't know, and I was ignorant to the fact that they weren't allowed. And I did what he told me to, and they still booted me. And so I told my dad about it. And so thank God my parents are not the ones, the kind of parents that didn't believe their children, you know, they totally could have not believed me, oh, and yeah, it's sure. been like, "Oh, you were trying to do something weird, you know, weird." Or mm-hmm.
1: did they have any idea what you were talking about when you were trying to? They had no idea. He <laughs> punned me, and I punned him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they had no idea what it was, but they did believed me. You? They believed me, thank God. And I remember my he dad punted you. Yeah, I remember my dad calling he was on AOL on the phone with AOL for like thirty minutes, trying to tell them that story. Handed the phone to me and I told the person what happened. <laughs> oh, wow. And they still didn't believe us. They're like, Well, nope, we we leave it up to the mods. They have the power, so we can't do anything. And my dad was super pissed, and so we left AOL for uh, I don't know how long. It was the a it was provider. a good while and we went with Prodigy. another provider. It might have been I can't remember who it was that we went after that, but like I that. So Sprint. That was my uh, <laughs> That was my uh, internet BA story. And <laughs> <That> a boy. <laughs> yeah. I never
1: really got in trouble. But the thing that was annoying about mine was I shared the same account with my parents for like three years. Mm. And so anytime someone would IM me or something, like they would be like doing whatever they did on the internet and a little bling. And then like, like Wes, well, one of your friends is trying to talk to you again. So like, I'm like, move, move, move. <laughs> I need to talk to him right now. So, yeah, that was, like, the only annoyance that we had about that kind of thing. And, like, I don't know why I didn't get my own account for so long. I, I, I probably didn't even know it was an option at that point. So did you
0: never, like, chat with random people? and you do the whole ASL? I did um, later once yeah. I had my own, oh, okay. but, yeah.
1: It was mainly just, like, my random friends or whatever. Random people blaming
0: your parents. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Do you guys remember the first website that you visited?
0: Oh, man. I don't. Well,
1: I'll g- I know mine. Yeah. And it was such a waste. Uh, the first time I ever seen <laughs> it, <laughs> <laughs> it was a waste. Uh, when I first signed on AOL, you know, had that like pop-up screen where it had all the options, you know, like sports and and games and news and all this stuff. And then they had a, a window for a keyword because anytime you'd hear about AOL or something, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the modern-day hashtag oh, yeah, or keyword. something yeah, like, yeah, totally. go to this website or if you can't remember that, keyword this. Mm-hmm. So I was like – I don't remember any website, so I'm going to just type in the keyword that I knew, and it was Shaq, <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> because when you choose your very first internet experience, you yes. choose a basketball player. Yeah,
2: naturally, yeah.
1: Uh, so, and I probably spent like nine seconds on his website, but yeah. like, that it was, was all it. all loading. <laughs> I wasted my internet experience yeah, on Shaq. Wow. That's, yeah. uh,
0: well,
3: that was um, – that was – uh, very uplifting. Well, for me, I think it was like my, the local university, so Bad Austin State University. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was talking to my wife um, yesterday about, you know, just in anticipation of talking to you guys today. And so I asked her, what did she remember about her earliest internet, you know, experiences? Mm-hmm. And she goes, I remember, I remember when we were in college, I went on Web Crawler <laughs> and I, I typed in Brad Pitt. <laughs> and search for Brad Pitt images, and there were four. Oh wow. And I was like, those were early, early days. None of them were inappropriate? <laughs> <laughs> Not at that time. Wow. And one was just a giant pit full of Brad's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, why does this exist? No, three also of them photos. were the legend of the fall, like, you know, poster that you could <laughs> buy at Walmart. <laughs> and then there was one that was just a pit full
0: of Brad's. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Mr. Web Developer, I remember the first web page that I created. Uh oh! And that was through Tripod. Mm. If you guys remember the Tripod, oh, yeah. Angel Fire and Nemesis. Angel Fire, yeah, I went with Tripod. Geno my cities. my friend was super into Home computers stand. and and uh, HTML and was teaching me some HTML, helped me build my first website, complete with uh, auto playing mi- uh, MIDI or might however you uh, pr- pronounce I think it's it, MIDI. MIDI. I think it's socially accepted. Yeah, and it would have my school picture on there with like a sparkly background and who I was, and had a uh, uh, counter, yeah. head, head, head counter. Oh yeah, yeah, I did. think I think reached as high as like 58. Ooh. <laughs> so <laughs>
2: pushing it. Yeah. Really topping out there. I actually have no idea what my first website was. I really don't. I was really trying to like rack my brain in anticipation of this potentially being a question. I genuinely cannot remember. It was probably something dumb like. MSN or something weird like which did not exist at the time but um, I was just trying to (laughs) think what it was like we didn't actually have AOL or we never had any of that kind of stuff. We went straight to Earthlink is the first thing that we had and I genuinely just can't remember what it was. I really wouldn't. I'm trying to think of even like looking back like what would I have Googled then or what would I have looked up then and (laughs) I mean it's all manner of probably unfortunate things. I think the things I remember going and finding first just to show off like a weird part of my deviant brain Is I found the Anarchist Cookbook, which was like a giant text file of terrorism. Nice! (laughs) uh, The terrorism starter kit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so I remember making, like, using that to make, um, like, a tennis ball full of match heads that would explode (laughs) when you threw it at something, (laughs) because all the (laughs) matches would obviously ignite, or um, making napalm. Out of uh, gasoline and styrofoam cups. All right,
0: uh, do not Google this, kids at home listening. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's no longer just, it Doesn't actually work. I swear. Asterisk. Is that where um, you learn to make potato guns? Uh, yes, I learned to make like how to make potato cannons using that. Colin kind of stuff. has
1: the biggest potato gun I have ever seen. Yeah. Wow! And when I when, when I when I went to help him move, I thought it was a gigantic bong. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "What is this?" And it was like, "Oh, that's my potato gun." Yeah. It was like, oh, <laughs> it's like it's pretty impressive.
2: Um, and the other it's thing I think I remember. really. Is uh, Dope Wars? If you ever played the game Dope Wars, which was like just the dumbest game. Basically, you were a drug dealer, and you traded random paraphernalia and drugs. It was all text-based, and so
0: you—you were you basically were naturally. a wannabe drug lord anarchist. Yes, when you were a child. on the internet, <laughs> this basically, is what I used the internet for as a child. So, so like
1: Grand Theft Auto,
3: but it's basically
2: yeah, yeah it's the text format of <laughs> Grand Theft Auto is what I was working with at the
1: time. So yeah, it was a. The main thing that I use the internet for, which is, again, such a waste. I was such a waste of the internet then. (laughs) I would print off band pictures and, like, (laughs) post them all over my room and put them in my Trapper Keeper and stuff. have, like, pictures of, like, No Doubt and Gwen Stefani and, like, blink Way 2 and and Weezer and stuff like that. It was (laughs) such, like, a stupid use for the internet.
0: I, I, at the time, was obsessed with a certain show called Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So I printed a picture of Sarah (laughs) Michelle Gellar and put that on my wall. That was my first, like, print and paste uh, experience good. You actually cut and paste on that one. On. Which, you know, that lasted.
1: <laughs> you cut and paste it and print it and yes, cut and paste I it. Yes, I literally. <laughs> <you> know,
0: <laughs> that was, and that lasted until people kept, t- I heard that people kept telling my sister that she looked like Sarah Michelle Geller. That ruined it. That was completely uh, ruined. That experience yeah. for me. And oh. I feel dirty even just talking about it. It makes me shudder. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, then, you know, I. It's talking about being a waste of the internet. I held on for as long as I could using Lycos as my search engine. (laughs) Mm. Like, this is Google had already become like the main one. It was like Google and Yahoo, and I held on for so long in Lycos. uh, My
2: go to was Dogpile. I used that one. Dogpile? I don't think I heard of that one. Dogpile. Because that searched all the other searches, and I liked it. Oh.
3: What about uh, AltaVista? Yeah, 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, What else was there? Hotbot, Ask Jeeves, Ask Jeeves, yeah. Which
2: is that was that that was such
1: an interesting marketing thing because it'd be like you can ask Jeeves anything, and so like I would think of the stupidest thing (laughs) to ask, and it was really just a Google search engine (laughs) or whatever. But it's like I thought you you, he would actually answer
0: questions.
2: (laughs) It's like, hello, Mister Jeeves. (laughs) So polite.
0: It's our first robot butler. Yeah, it's it's so exciting.
2: Yeah, like like people that say, like, they still type in, hey Google, in Google before they type something. I've run into those people still wow. today, which is pretty
0: funny. <laughs> uh, it kind of bothers me when people um, do this. Hey Siri, tell me this, you know, and then they'll, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they'll always say Siri's name, like they have to say Siri. So polite. <laughs> yeah, I think one
2: thing that I got super sad about that I will say that the internet kind of ruined that I still sort of mourn is the uh, whole Sunday morning comic strips. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like those were a huge part of my upbringing that, like, my dad took, you know, business or whatever he was reading, probably like local editorials, one of which he probably had written. And then I would be sitting there, like, you know, farting through Peanuts and Garfield and (laughs) Beetle Bailey and all those, like, in full spread. And I just feel like that's such a shame that those are, like, down to this back page only, black and white for the newspapers that still exist. And they just haven't really resurfaced in the same way on the internet. Have you watched
1: that documentary? On Netflix, was it called? Stripped. Uh, yeah Stripped. I watched those. It's so yeah. good. It makes me so sad for it. like. You what know.
0: is that? What
2: is that? Uh, Stripped is the documentary interviewing a lot of the guys that were running these particular things uh, that were the the artists and the uh, authors behind a lot of the comics that oh, you would okay. know, including like Bill Watterson that did Calvin and Hobbes and all these people like that. And it interviews them, and they talk about how they're either prevailing through the internet still, or how they're still sort of holding on to what remains of their syndication of the comics that they've done from the days from before and um, I mean it was like inspiring to see people that were still really making it work you know now that the internet is sort of just crushing newspapers on a daily basis. Oh, they're basically
1: doing it for free though Yeah it but there's a, mm. like
2: people like the guy that does Garfield you know Jim Davis like he's basically sold out really early in a certain way mm. and has benefited from yeah. it timing wise um, but a lot of other guys just so didn't have that same that raises an
0: interesting question what uh, is your favorite thing that the internet killed? <laughs> oh.
2: Yeah, that's definitely mine.
0: I mean, that's a big one. I mean, you could talk about newspapers, mm-hmm. um, which is you know they still exist, but it basically killed them off.
2: Yeah, to give you guys something to think, I think the other one for me that I think about there was a magazine that I got uh, religiously, that was not a religious magazine um, called BMX Plus, and it was uh-huh. all about like BMX uh, racing and parts and all sorts of stuff like that. And they had like you know six to eight page spreads that were just like a catalog of all the different bicycle parts that you could buy. And even at the time, like, I built my own bicycle, ordering parts with cash and coin, sending it to them <laughs> and saying, I want these set of wheels yeah. for $60, and here's the exact change What it dummy! me. Why did I not I give an extra dollar? And my parents would get so frustrated at me because I'm sending, like, coins in the mail, so there's obviously money in the mail and cash in the mail. <laughs> but that's the only way I knew how to get stuff. Like, I didn't go and search for bike parts on the Internet. No bike shop had a website where I could go and find any of those things. And so it was such a funny... Thing to think like, yeah. I mean, I'm not sad that it's killed the ordering things through cash in the mail, but I am sad like of the knowledge that it gave me of like a one stop. Everybody went that did BMX at the time yeah. read this magazine. It was like the one place to have community around that, and now it's so frayed. It was just interesting.
1: I think for me, uh, the gaming industry killed arcades yeah. because there's absolutely no need for arcades yeah. now because you know you can just play online on your couch. It was like – I remember just like every mall had an arcade. Every, oh, yeah. you know, just, that was like a sense of community for mm-hmm. me That is up.
0: interesting. They didn't really die out with console games. They didn't die until no, it no. was the internet, yep. and, yeah. which is interesting yeah. to me because it's like when we had co- console games. I mean it was right there in your home. But I guess maybe it was just because arcades were so cheap. You could go and just stick a quarter in yeah. or a bunch of quarters depending on you know how much pocket change you had mm-hmm. and then have the social aspect of it too. Yeah. So the appeal was still there, but then the internet came and then apps and all these free games that you can play and the arcade now is basically just, you know, uh, whatever you can see at Chuck E. Cheese or Dave & Buster's depending yeah, on how you even are.
1: like restaurants that had
0: arcade games yeah, like, like still don't
1: have them it's like at Pizza Hut they would have the, like the tabletop Galaga machine or Pac-Man or something, they they just don't have that stuff anymore even yeah. though it's yeah, like that's really true.
3: Well, how can you compete with the fact that I could play Pac-Man like on the toilet yeah. right, <laughs> right now, <laughs> I've yeah. actually been playing games this whole time we've been talking <laughs> like, like, with your pants down yeah <laughs> <laughs> So I don't. Yeah, I, I definitely the gaming thing. I, I think that's great. One. I don't. It's hard for me to like mourn the loss of things when I compare it to everything we've gained. Yeah. Sure. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like,
0: oh man, I miss the yellow pages so much. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually, no, they still make those, don't they? Don't? Yeah. Like, I, I still get phone books delivered still to our thing. homes for some random reason. Which are our taxes paying for that, or is that a? I don't <laughs> I know. Think it's private enterprise. Who pays I think for it's that? Advertising okay. paid for. Um, yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, I can't think of anything else really that I mourn the loss of. But go ahead. Well, I'm just—I was going to throw up another example. I mean, it it kind of hurt the music industry. Oh yeah. I mean, especially when Napster came around, that became Mm -hmm. a huge ordeal. And you know, digital music people don't buy full albums; they buy singles now. Um, And a lot of people don't even buy the music. Still, it's just so easy to get your hands on free stuff and. Mm -hmm not a whole lot of retribution for doing that. Well,
3: I think we are still feeling the repercussions, and I don't think the story is, like, finished yet. I mean, I know television shows like Saturday Night Live and stuff, like, ratings continue to, like, decline, and um, it's with everything. I mean, there are some industries that are going to adapt. The cartoon industry, I don't think, has adapted, obviously. Um, I wonder if the comic book and graphic novel industry will adapt and continue to adapt. I mean, there's there's great apps for that stuff, yeah, but it's just it – it's not exactly the same experience. Mm-hmm. And then how interactive should the stories be and how much animation should they be? You know, is it the uh, – what is the app? Like The Wolf Among Us or um, I forget what it's called, but where it's like interactive stories and stuff. It's still not the same as me and a comic book and a flashlight in my room long after I was supposed to have been asleep, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't know. I think uh, the story's still unwritten on, on what
0: will emerge, what will stay, what will go. Yeah, and it's it, it's interesting too. Thinking about just the TV realm, uh, like one of your you brought up, cable. I, I think it might eventually kill cable. Yeah, I think it's on its way. I mean, you have uh, companies like HBO doing HBO Go, where you could just go ahead and sign up and get HBO without even needing cable. And I, I mean, you might have an interesting perspective on that in the in the digital realm, and the web realm. Just like the movement. I know, I what I do is I make DVDs. And those are slowly dying out. And we're in this weird place where it's like so many people still use DVDs, even those who have Blu-ray players. Do we move to Blu-ray or do we move to just completely digital?
1: Yeah, I'm completely conflicted with that because I'm such a collector. So, like, I always want to collect, like, music and movies and stuff like that. But, like, you know, technology is just like old. What are you going to do with this physical object?
3: Yeah. But you're a collector because of the era in which you were born and mm-hmm. the area of the world yeah. and all that. Like, my children are not collectors. Like, yeah. they're collecting skin packs in Minecraft. <laughs> like, there's nothing more disposable than <laughs> right. this. Yeah. You know what I mean? When they move out of the college, they're not taking my Xbox Live account with them. That's mine. Mm-hmm. So they're not taking their skin packs. Man, so another thing the internet killed. Hoarders. That's going to be gone. <laughs> <laughs> Darn. And See, it's hoarder. like I said. Like it's, with all the great things it's brought us, how can I really mourn the loss of these other things? Yeah. Now, um, I, something that I will say, though, is that, um, like, uh, there are things that w- we may lament the loss of later. And one of them could be browsing the Internet. Because on the current trajectory, what's happening is um, – that there, there was a big move for everybody to have a website all the organizations, your church your school, mm-hmm. your everything but um, the migration now is out of websites and into apps mm-hmm. and so in a very real way, it could be 10 years from now you don't google anything mm-hmm. you go straight to the app the most logical or most oh, contextual yeah. app first and then everything you need is self-contained in that app mm-hmm. and so you know, when I say like the story's not yet finished being written it's really not
2: mm-hmm. mm. yeah, it's really
0: true past forward I think we've got the forward part control covered well done guys uh, well I think that just about wraps it up uh, man great conversation about yeah. the past the present and the future um, so this is our third episode guys and as we said this is the the, the last one we're re- releasing releasing the first three together uh, from now on we're going to do one a month so our next one will be the month of October and yeah um, I, I don't think there's anything else to add other than thank you, Chris. Yes, yes. thank you so, so much, much for, for providing your insight. This was really fun. We'll probably have you on in a future episode again. And, uh, yeah, uh, follow us on the social medias, uh, Twitter at past Forward Cast, Facebook, uh, Pass Forward Podcast. Email PassForwardCast at gmail.com. Did I get them all at you once this it. time? Yes. So you can contact us through all those, you know, we're we're open to suggestions, open to discussion. We love to hear feedback. Go ahead and go on iTunes if you if you use iTunes and give us a good rating. Or a bad rating. Whatever. Uh, we're just doing this for fun. Uh, seriously, don't give us a bad rating. Uh, we would really appreciate please, it. Please, please, Uh Five stars only, please. I'll send you napalm. Uh, he will say Oh, please. Uh, government, uh, whoever, whatever government officials listening to this right now. Colin was just joking. Uh, that was Colin, by the way. Colin Harmon. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. that's Anything else to add, guys?
1: Uh, that's it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you.
0: So thanks a lot for listening to the Pass Forward podcast. And we will... In October. Well, see you later. Later, Snorks.